Okay. Uh, this is episode 69. You you really stuttered there for a second. I couldn't believe that we actually got to it. Got good morning, Gus. Hey, how's it going? It's good, dude. He didn't even fucking need different every other episode. This, this, this is our run. fuck episode. I don't know what we're just gonna be, It's just going to be sex stories. <laughs> for sucks. That's what everyone wants. Yeah. <laughs> uh, last time we were at 5280 Burger Bar, uh, we talked about Gus's license. We talked about a burger break-in. Uh, we talked about a part-time Malaysian restaurant. <laughs> we talked about people's overall intelligence. And we talked about E3. I think... Uh, I think- Wee's Cozy Kitchen's going to make it now that we mentioned them on the podcast. Cozy. That was the word we couldn't think of. We got Wee's. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Cozy Kitchen. 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 Got it. Got it. But that was all last time. Uh, But now this is this time, episode 69 of the Anima Podcast. We uh, we got coffee not too far from the office. I think we actually got coffee from a place that we saw coming back from the last place. That's true. 280, and then we came back to the office, and there was messed up traffic, so we kind of took a back way to come back to the office, and... We were driving down Mainer. Oh, uh, Gus can take backways when Jeff takes a backway. It's a whole fucking Yeah, deal. but I called it. I said, look at that. Traffic's what bad. What are we playing pool? We got to call our shots first? <laughs> Just it, let it, you guys know. It, in three blocks, it, I'm going to take a left. You, you know what ha- didn't happen? I didn't look up shocked all of a sudden and then jerk the steering wheel quickly left and right trying to make a decision on what to do. Speaking of which, you did that. At, anyway, we stopped. We well, you know why I do that? Because I want you to be involved in my thought process. I want you to feel like I, you're there. I don't want that. I want you in the moment. We, uh, so anyway, we were driving down Mainer, and we drove by Talisman Coffee. Mm-hmm. And uh, we thought it looked like a cool spot, so we stopped by there to, to pick up coffee this morning. And Talisman's, like like I said, just east of the office. In, uh, like Mainer, I guess, kind of stretches, what, from like 183 down, and it kind of loops around the east side. It yeah. doesn't go past 183, does it? Because so, no. the road continues. That's like where the. But yeah, but no, Ma- Mainer it doesn't go past one eighty three. So okay, so go from one eighty three. No, down. it ends at. No, you're right. Yeah, it doesn't. It stops. It and, it, and it goes it, a little further and then ends there. It, it converges with another road. Isn't the Delco Center right there? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. Back back further there and everything. Yeah. Uh, then it comes down all the way. Where does Mainer end in your town? Do you have a Mainer Street? <laughs> what are, and what and are do the you call and do you call it Manor? Yeah, it's pre- it's spelled Manor by the way, M A N O R. Um, and uh, so anyway, we went over there. That's, that's an area that has seen dramatic change, I think, over the last 10 years. And I feel like it's really accelerating. And I think this Talisman Coffee, uh, place is, is part, is really pushing that change along even more quickly. Yeah. It's like across from a Dairy Queen. It's a nice Dairy Queen. Yeah. It's a nice Dairy Queen. That is like the Dairy Queen that we eat at for Face Jam. That's a Mayfield Dairy Queen. Which is across mm. from. Which is really important to know for some reason. Yeah. You got to put that dude's face everywhere. Yeah. What? Which is across from like a small apartment complex that I swear every other time I go to that DQ is cordoned off, filled with ambulances and yeah, police cars. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think that. I think it's vacant now. I think they're going to demolish that apartment complex. I think. Like it looks like it's fenced off now. Anyway. And uh, just down the street from there. Is SH Donuts, or as Jeff affectionately calls it, Shithead Donuts. Shithead Donuts. Shithead Donuts. Which is the well, closest, <laughs> closest donut place to the studio. It's S dot H Donuts. There's no dot on the H. There's not? No, you ever notice that? No, I never noticed S. that. S dot H Donuts. And I go there because uh, my, my now wife, Emily, she lived over in this area really, like, really close to RT for. Uh, I don't know, the first couple of years we dated. And so that was like her donut shop. And mm. so we would go there. It's a good place. It. I still, I still, when I want kolaches, uh, if I'm not too busy in my day, I will drive over here to get the kolaches from Shithead mm. just because I like those people. They're so, so sweet. So nice. The, the lady and, and man that run the place. They're yeah. just the nicest. I think uh, here 
in you know we're we're recording in studio today. There was no <laughs> the Talisman Coffee had a lot of tables and seats, but it was very quiet in there, and I felt yeah. like we would be recording a podcast in the library. Oh, in inside, no shot. If they had a backyard or something, cool. But that being is, said, yeah, it would have it would have been the best smelling podcast we've had. I guess it's like a barbecue place too. So it N- n- num mum mum mum, and then they have uh so they have like Jewish deli. Barbecue, yeah, they have yeah. Like matzo ball, yeah, so matzo ball soup, pastrami, they hot pastrami, but they also have brisket and we, turkey and everything else. You just know that Talisman Coffee is within this place, and you don't smell coffee anywhere. No, no, no. no. It only smells like barbecue. Yes, that is how strong the barbecue smell is. That there is no coffee smell at the coffee shop. It was a Phenomenal. really good smell. It and I'd never heard of that place. Smelled so good. So we need to check it out because when there, whenever there's a new barbecue shop that opens up, it's either, there's like a 50% chance it'll be gone in three weeks mm-hmm. or a 50% chance it'll be uh, there'll be a line out down the block yeah. within three weeks. Yeah. And so when you find a place that's not too busy yet, you got to sneak in there and taste it to find out if it's going to be which one it's going to be before yeah. you're never allowed to go back. <laughs> one way or another, it's, it's just yeah. not, not going to happen. <laughs> But uh, that whole area, that stretch of Manor, I think from probably from airport out to 183, um, I feel like people would b- come in, buy and flip houses and then list them for way more trying to get out of state people or out of town people to buy them sight unseen. Yes. Uh, and I feel, I feel like that happened for the last 10 years or so. And enough of those ha- enough. People bought those houses to where now Talisman Coffee is sitting over there. Yes, I I, I absolutely agree. Yeah. And uh, yeah, now that's like this acceleration. Like if you you know we talk a lot in Austin, happened this very hot topic. You know gentrification that is like ground zero for it has been ground zero for it for a little while. I I yeah no I think that's definitely ground zero. I think you're dead on with that. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, it's wild over there. Yeah, it's funny. I would drive down uh, that stretch of Manor, and I you know for. A few years ago, um, you know, and I would see those for sale signs and I would look it up on, you know, whatever, like a home buying app and be like, man, that is a lot of money for that house. And, you know, within, you know, when the market was hot, you know, within a week or two, it would be like pending. I would be weary of all the new house construction that was built in Austin from like 2017 to 2022. Yeah. There's just so much going up so fast. And there was, uh, there was this huge, run on building supplies for a couple of years where it became really hard to get fucking two by fours and stuff in Austin because there's so much construction that a lot of corners got cut. A lot of corners get cut anyway, but I think even more so. I think there's going to be a lot of people in like eight to 10 years that are going to start having some real odd problems with their new homes. I think there was a scare of that. I don't remember. It's been a while now, maybe 10, maybe 10 years ago now where there was like counterfeit drywall. I would not, maybe counterfeit's the wrong word, but like drywall that wasn't up to code and wasn't up to standard like it wasn't sheetrock it was something else that was pressed to be to look like drywall i I remember this and it was like it it just didn't have like the same not like you're leaning on your drywall for like structural integrity but it didn't have like the same like it it would get brittle yeah yeah Yeah. like really really brittle really really fast and just start falling apart wow yeah it was really weird i mean it's just i guess it's by virtue of someone's got to make this house and they don't care where this stuff is coming from and yeah. just get it we uh when you know we moved into the rafael bonato office there was a delay in that renovation because the air conditioners we had ordered were stuck in mexico i don't know if you remember this jeff mm-hmm. because uh, i guess the factory was down there 
and they were put onto a truck to come up to to Austin to be you know installed at our studio. But the bridge that the truck needed to drive over got washed out. So the truck was stuck on the other side of the river, on the other side of a river, not the International River. Yeah. Right. In Mexico, it was stuck on the other side of a river and they had to figure out like how to get these air conditioners across the river. So it delayed everything by a couple of weeks. How unfortunate is it that only a mere like 11 years later, I'd be a SnowRunner pro and I could have got in there. could have got trucks. in there. Dude, I was telling Eric before you showed up, Gus, last night, we had to go up into, into Imandra, which is up northeast Russia. It was a why why world, is it always Russia, by the way? Because uh, it's made by Russian developers. Oh, okay. so there's a lot of Russia, a lot of Ukraine. <laughs> yeah. a lot. I mean, there's other places. There's the Ukraine. There, there, there's a lot of yeah. Ukraine, but you really do the some first, crazy shit in there, it's man. Not it's, labeled, it's not yeah. labeled Ukraine. <laughs> the first map of the game is Michigan. Smaller uh, Russia? Oh, okay. There's uh, there's a lot of places. A lot, did, of, a lot of Canada. Did you buy the Support the War DLC? <laughs> <laughs> you got a big Z on the side of your truck. Dude, you, it's... It's funny, there are some Russian maps, some Ukraine maps, and certain vehicles are no longer allowed to be used in certain maps. I guess licensing has gone away, so like mm. you can't use certain Russian maps on, or like certain Russian vehicles on other maps because uh, I guess we're uh, probably some sort of a, a side effect of what's going on in Russia and the Ukraine. You gotta keep the politics out of my truck game. I know, right? <laughs> anyway, we had to we had to pull this. <laughs> We had to pull this old like World War World War Two ship, a plane that had busted up and had fallen into a frozen lake. We had to rescue that, and we did it in four hours. If I can do that in four hours, I could have got our air conditioners. What do you no mean you had to rescue it? Did you do you have to actually like take it out of the lake and load it onto a truck, or do you just drive? Yeah, the so truck? it broke up into three pieces. One piece fell into the lake, okay. so I had to go, we had to go out there with like a with a a truck with a heavy crane oh. and a long flatbed, double wide flatbed, and then pull it out of the ocean with the crane, pack it on the back of the flatbed, and drive it out. But it's fucking Siberia, dude. When you so said- you're on frozen ice and climbing mountains. It's very difficult. And then it broke into three pieces. So there was a piece of the wing. That was the fuselage. The wing is hanging on the side of the mountain. So you got to scale up to the top of the mountain to get it. And then there was another piece that was just on across the lake. Whenever the you kept saying trucks, I just imagined like cargo vehicles. I didn't think of like trucks with cranes and like other yeah, accessories dude. on that you yeah. use. Okay, that, make, that makes a lot more sense. I thought it was like, in my mind, you drive a truck to a lake and then you use your ma- like mouse to like click on the plane and then it's in your truck. No, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. Here, actually, I have a photo. Let me show you. I got stuck last night in a funny way. I can't wait. I can't wait to laugh. He loves trucks. Trucks. I hear about trucks all the time. Do you think that? Do you think? I mean, just based on everything he just described, that he could have gotten your air conditioners. It's, it, it sounds like it. Mm, sounds okay. like he would have come up with a solution. Here's me pulling the fuselage out, and you can see my truck has T-boned. That's my nickname, by the way. And uh, <laughs> He got ram scooped. <laughs> the back of my truck and the top of the uh, of my uh, my flatbed are in the ocean, in the lake right in front of the plane. So I had to figure out how to get myself out of the water. Oh, is that it? What is that? So that's, that's the just... front of my truck. That's oh, my I see. Flatbed. That's where it's connected. It's buried in the, in the frozen ice, and that's the piece of fuselage I'm trying to rescue. That's that a, that's that a big took piece. a while. That that fuselage fit on that bed. That took me, yeah, uh, eventually. Uh, <laughs> eventually, I couldn't get it on. I couldn't get it to pack on the bed where it was like straps and stuff. So I was just able to lay it on the bed, mm-hmm. and then I had to very carefully turn that motherfucker around and drive it back up and out. And then once I got it up on flat land, I was eventually able to pack it. When, so now that you have some... What, Eric, by the way, Eric yeah. took a picture of a picture. That, yeah, that's, yeah, it was that, awesome. That, 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 <laughs> well, that, I, to me, that's it's, some boomer shit, to, dude. No, no. To me, it's important. It's telling the story of... He wasn't just showing us a picture. He was pointing at parts <laughs> of it so that way we could yeah. see where his fuselage was. That is how it was given to us. So now that you're a truck expert... <laughs> 
Do you get mad when you see trucks in TV shows and movies, like the King of the Hill episode where Hank Hill has to drive the 18-wheeler with his mom's stuff in it? Are you like, that would never have worked? Like when they had to go backwards down the mountain to like jumpstart the truck and put kerosene in it? Great episode. Great no, episode. B- no, but what I do, every time I see something, I think, I can do that. I can do that better. <laughs> I watch Ice Road Truckers and I'm like, I've been there. It's it's the thing where it, uh, the stuff I saw online a lot, like a few months ago or whatever, was like, uh, having women ask their uh, boyfriends or, or husbands, like, do you think you could land a plane? Yeah. And it's like, I, I don't know about ice road trucking or whatever. Could I do it? It would be incredibly difficult, but I think going like real slow, I could do it. Could I land a plane? I could definitely land a plane. <laughs> I don't know why I feel like I could definitely <laughs> land a plane, but the truck is a little out of my scope. But it is because, no, I, because I know there's the shifting is really going to be uh, you got you got like 18 gears stay, on that. Stay first. See, the thing about the stay, plane, put it in low and just give it yeah. the thing about the plane is you just have to go slow uh-huh. and then down yeah. with the truck. You don't know where you're centered. Yeah, you don't are know going where your weight right. is. You yep. can flip. Mm-hmm. It's up. You, you're like the, the ground is not flat. The mm-hmm. nice thing about uh, if you if you're landing in a proper airport, I assume you got a flat runway. Mm. I've the only time I have flat land to drive on in trucks is when I'm driving over frozen ice, beg, praying that it doesn't crack. <laughs> <laughs> Has it ever cracked any? You fallen in? Oh yeah. Uh, well, you see what was happening there. <laughs> that, uh, uh, I meant like I was like forty percent of my truck was in the fucking. Do you die in the game? No, no. You just have to recover back to. Do you get like another bigger truck with another so, crane dude, to get your truck s- out. When if if you fuck your truck up f- an hour and a half into a mission. And you have to recover, your soul dies. It's because you're like, oh, it's another hour and a half back out to where I was. He just keeps describing this as fun. It and I is don't. so much fun. I, listen, look at me, dude. Look at me. Look at me. <laughs> look at I'm screaming at you. Look at me. I started, uh, me and this dude, we started a fun company uh-huh. where all people do is have fun all day long. Uh-huh. We're the purveyors of fun. Yep. Gus and I are the epitome. The purveyors of fun. Gus and I are, 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 are the like literal manifestations of uh-huh. the boys who never grew up, right? He's Tinkerbell, and I'm the other one. And uh, what? what's his name? Is Tinkerbell a boy that didn't grow up? Peter Pan? Peter Pan. I'm Peter Pan. He's Tinkerbell. <laughs> yeah. You're t- 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 Peter Pan's best friend, Tinkerbell. Uh, You're Peter Pan's best friend. I'm the supporting character in this. <laughs> You're, You're, yeah, that's, the, that's the Grinch, and you're the second antagonist, his dog. Here's the deal. You are the, you are the sidekick in my story, just like I'm the sidekick in your story. That's how that works. I'm telling, I'm telling my story, not yours. And so you're the Batman I know to my fun, Robin. Dude. 21 years, that's right. 21 years oh, of making fun, I'm an expert in how to have fun. Mm-hmm. So if I'm saying trucks is the most fun, it's got to be. I, I would argue you're an expert in pretending to have fun. I, it's that's mm, well. There you have it. Uh, mm. I, do that, I do you, that too. Yeah. Yeah. See what happens? You make a Digimon reference around him. Right, <laughs> classic. Uh, fucking got him. Oh uh, man. Anyway, it's real fun. Okay, I'll, I'll take your word for it because I'm not trying it's it. So much fun. Wait, <laughs> you play this on Xbox, right? Yeah. Okay. It's it, on PC though. It just it seems so stressful. It's, it's not. I mean, there's some tight butthole moments, but then if something nice. goes wrong, you just laugh about it. It's fucking hilarious. You just said it was super stressful he and that, that you, your soul it's died. It's stressful, but... You said your soul dies and you laugh about <laughs> he it? He said that sucks when you You can't have it both back. ways. Yeah, yeah, you can. He said that it was... Have, I have it both ways every night. He said that it's like four hours. He's like starting at 10, he ends at two in the morning, and he's like, yeah, this is like a four-hour mission where oh we're getting God. these parts, and it's just like... Uh, and then there's one guy on the team, and he's just like, oh, he kept driving off the cliff and fucking up or whatever. 
two and a half hours in, nobody better be fucking up. No, that's no. it. Dude, you better be doing it. Twelve thirty a.m. Yeah. Uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> Didn't you used to have a fucking mech game that had you had a console this tall where you had to push eighty-seven buttons? Yeah, just to I was turn twenty-two. On? Right, right, and now he flies a plane. <laughs> get get inside. It's the same thing, and he has fun it with that. You thing. extrapolate. You, you, blew my you mind. totally. You totally extrapolate totally your thing. hobby into a different hobby, <laughs> but more active. But that doesn't sound fun to me, but clearly it's fun. And oh, I trust Gus that it's fun. Oh, I don't think it's fun at all. I think he has engineer brain and it's not fun at all. It's checking levels and Dude, knobs. I I would agree with that. I definitely don't have engineer brain. <laughs> <laughs> I have hit baseball's Alabama dumb brain. <laughs> so if hit baseball's Alabama dumb brain tells you something that's fun, it's fun on a really dumb core basic, like maybe didn't graduate high school level. He's got a great point here. I don't think I can argue with him anymore. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's like, great. Fuck. Fair enough. Wow. <laughs> um, so we're, uh, you know, we're, we're pre-taping this, obviously. We know, you know, we're still in 2023. This episode comes out, like, middle of January, I think. Uh, this will come out, like, the second, yeah, second week, first, second week of January. Damn, we're fucking, we're, we're really try- far I'm ahead. just trying to... Just That's to great. Ahead. No, yeah. it's great. It's yeah, great. Yeah. I just, I, so this is the last episode we'll record this year. Yeah, I believe so. Because I'm around twenty after the twenty seventh. Okay. Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe we'll. But if we ahead. don't have to, no, I don't but, know. It's but, up to but if it's but if we can go get lunch and make something out of it, then um, we can do you know. Yeah. You know Sounds what I mean? Idea. Why not? We'll yeah. see. Uh, That's so, a no. No, I want to. Yeah. From him. No, no, I know. I know. We're in the middle of a recording. I'm going to bring my calendar out right now. You don't have to look at your calendar. You just be like, have yeah, fun with your let's do it, dude. <laughs> this didn't sound sincere. Eric uh, texted us yesterday <laughs> to set up the 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 coffee place for today. Doing this producing. Thank you, Eric. I really do appreciate oh. it. Yeah, we do appreciate it. And uh, uh, he, Sunday, he sent no the less. text, and I was watching that reality show on Netflix. So Devil's I, I, Playground. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I couldn't get to my phone right away. So like when the episode <laughs> ended, I finally went and looked at my phone. And I was like, I just wrote, great. And then I think half an hour. Later, I responded within immediately. seconds. I mean, no, I mean, not even, not even a minute. Normally, later. I respond immediately, but yep. this show I'm watching, it's subtitled, so I can't look away. Right? Like, I have to like be fully engaged with it. I hadn't episode, thought about you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The okay. episode ended, and he can't pause. Right. Well, I'm not going to pause. Well, he's not going to. Esther's watching. I'm too. not. Oh. I'm not like you, Jeff. I don't walk into other customers at a coffee shop because I'm looking down at something. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I was backing up. They could. They fucking back. No, dude. No, 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 no. Those dudes. Those dudes. Those dudes were like dude when there's turned a deer and walked right into. No, the- no, and they. Those dudes. There was like. It's like when a deer. When you see a deer in the road and it starts running away from you on the road and you're like, I'm gonna still hit you. Turn left or right. Those dudes were doing the same fucking turn thing. Turn left or right. <laughs> Just they nonsense. were standing there first. You no, moved right I, was into the, I was standing there first. They weren't even in the room. Until. You moved. They were standing. You turned around and walked it right was, into them. It was really impressive how, of all the directions you could have gone, you went the exact way that was just into both of them. Because they moved into that direction. <laughs> they I watched standing. it happen. Anyway, the episode finally ended. I could distract my attention. I responded, great. And I think Eric just replied, like, I I think you're mad at me. It took too long for you to respond, so I think you're mad at me. And Jeff immediately, yeah, I read that great as pretty hard sarcasm, honestly. And then I just sent back. Well, I gave the thumbs up. The the, thumbs thumbs up up reaction onto the I think you're mad at me, which is like one of the most passive, aggressive things you can do. It was so funny. It made me laugh out loud. It was very funny. It was a great text. It's funny how different communication mediums have different rules of engagement, right? Okay. Like, 
I think I think it's generally agreed that those reactions like that without any text, that's like a conversation avoider or a conversation ender, yes. right? Yeah. There's, yeah. I get in trouble if I thumbs up my wife. Right. If you're yeah. going to thumbs up something or you have to also... Which to me, I'm like, text. cool. Yeah. Like when I thumbs up something, it is genuinely a thumbs up. Jeff, like, cool. World. I'm, I'm with you. You and I are old. Yeah. Uh, the other thing... It's definitely what it is. Yeah. The yeah. other thing that people find like passive aggressive... It, I learned this hard way again because I'm old. Is like putting a period at the end of words yeah. or at the end of sentences. Uh, I get in trouble when I use punctuation. Yeah, I got Emily's in trouble. Like, what are we? What are you mad about? Yeah, I got in trouble as a kid for not using punctuation. I know, dude. So I, it's ingrained in me. To this day, when I type, if I don't put a, if I don't use proper punctuation or grammar, I think I, I, in the back of my head, my mom is yelling at me. We have gone around the world. Like we're old enough to wear. We've been online for so long that the rules of communication have gone in the complete yeah, other yeah. direction because what everyone used to hammer everyone, any typo or spelling mistake or punctuation mm-hmm. fuck up or whatever, and you're in an argument, blood in the water. And you're yeah. like, uh, actually, em. according to the AP style guy, yeah, yeah. Uh, it really is just get them. And now it is like, you better type in all lowercase and if no punctuation. Type, if you type ha ha, you better be ready to fix that friendship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just different. It's yeah. just a different style of communication. And it's, uh, yeah, you like you have to be, I'm mindful of the thumbs up at work because you, to me, it is that conversation ender or whatever. Yeah. But also I think some people think it is like, it is like that hard stamp of like, passive aggressiveness or like a fuck you or yeah. whatever and i'm just going well yeah i don't want to continue this conversation so this is over there now. you go yeah. he's my out it's i mean that's period. why it's there yes that's what you think yeah has anybody ever given you a thumbs up in the real world and you went you motherfucker like uh, may- maybe on a very rare occasion just, dri- just driving yeah I mean, it's like when you fuck up and they go yeah thumbs up thumbs up yeah. and then you just go i'll kill you i'll kill you yeah you know i'm 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 deep in Uncharted territory with The Simpsons. I'm in, episode, I'm in season 29 currently. What year did season 29 come I out? I believe it's 20... The episodes I'm watching right now, I believe, are mid-2017. Okay. And uh, there's a joke that Flanders makes in an episode I just saw the other day where uh, you know he's at the fence in his backyard and Homer's on the other side and Homer does something to make Flanders angry. And Rod and Todd are out there. And Flanders tells his kids, cover your eyes, boys. I'm going to give Mr. Simpson the Flanders finger. A thumbs up with no friendly wink. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, I feel like that's very much in line with uh, that same kind of uh, reaction yep. when you're uh, texting someone. You know what's really helped me with work is not using a thumbs up to re- respond to stuff, but picking a different emoji that I use all the time, and mm. it's cat with sunglasses, mm. and I just respond to when I wanted to be a conversation under, I just send cat with sunglasses as like a response to like their thing. Can't be mad. It's not a thumbs up. I'm not being passive aggressive. I put just, thought into it. It it, it is. Suppo- There's yes, <laughs> exactly. Quotes. There's it's the conversation ender or whatever, but it is not what it can be interpreted as like a oh well fuck this guy. It's yeah. cat with sunglasses. Yeah. How can you Think be mad at it. cat with sunglasses? No, you gotta you have to pick one. I actually taught Jillian who works on Red Web. She started doing the same thing with a cat that is called Herglit and it looks like a little freak. And she's just like, I respond with that all the time. I'm like, Herglit. fucking great. It's great. That's what you have to pick something like that and don't use punctuation. 
That, start you, start you, writing you are write in leet speak like mega tokyo oh and get what and then get crazy and you're good you're uh, you're learning all your communication skills from anma here that's, <laughs> um, that's what this podcast is for when's the last time you you said something that that made me curious jeff do you still own an ap style guide when's the last time you oh, opened wow. and looked at an ap style guide and do you think anyone listening to this podcast knows what an ap style guide is i uh well first off an ap style guide it's uh ap stands for the associated press the associated press is a media outlet and they historically published their style guide. I think there's probably a Reuters style guide. There might be an all like an AFP style guide. I don't know. There might be a New York there's probably a New York Times style guide. But the the Associated Press one became kind of the industry standard in journalism, at least when I was a journalist. And so I do, I believe, still have my AP style guide from 1994. Mm. I'm gonna assume it's updated mm. since then, but I think I have it. It's good. I'll like, look. For no it. thumbs ups. That's in the new updated yeah. style guide. Uh, I think that's around the same time. The last time I bought a style guide, I, really? I believe I have one from. I want to say '95, maybe not '94, mm. because it was like making that transition from high school to college, like writing, mm. uh, you know, letters and all of that stuff. It was important back then because it, it was. It was like it would, you know, it would tell you. How you know what the proper formatting for typing things out, like sentences, sentence structure. If you're going to bold something, or how many, like, like what, what, at like how, what number do you stop writing the number out and truncate it to the to the to the numerical? One hundred. So, yeah. Uh, well, anything over ten, I think you. you was I thought it was one hundred. I think you, one through nine, you write out, and then you just hit him with a well. <laughs> <laughs> if you were, if he was wearing glasses, he'd be pushing those up real hard right now. Jesus. Um. So like for to, just to try to explain to people. Yeah. What was in that book? And as a journalist, it was like my Bible. Like I kept it yeah. with me and I used it. At, even I was a journalist for five years. I probably used it daily for the first three years. I, I feel like, I don't know if they ever, I only, I only got that one, one time, the AP style guide. And I remember that fucking cover of that book so well. It was like all gray and had like a vertical rainbow stripe on the left side near the spine going from the top down to Did the bottom. Did you have a spine? Mine was spiral bound. Oh, mine was. And I, it I, was I, blue. I was, a, I was an enthusiast. I wasn't a professional style guide <laughs> user. So I didn't have I the spiral I just had the one bound. they issued me with the army. They're like, here's your style guide. Uh, I assume they, they know you're going to open and close that one a lot more. Yeah, like, probably. Uh, They're on the 35th edition and it is still spiral bound. Oh, oh the one I had. Cool. I, I feel like the one I had was not spiral bound. You might have had one that wasn't, mm. but. Uh, can I see one? Are you are you looking at them right I, now? I was yeah. I'll pick it back up. Hang on. I'm just curious. There was a there was that book. There were two books that I was issued in journalism school that were just invaluable. There was that one, and there was a book called The Photographer's Guide to Photojournalism. There you go. The, it's like purple now. The classic. Let me see it. The classic practical. Yeah, mine looked not too dissimilar from that, but blue and no circle. The the thing that they have now is, I mean, you can get they still manufacture and. and sell the spiral bound edition but the ap style book online is the thing they're really pushing um, like you get it online they also have oh is it a subscription now you pay and then every year they update oh, it automatically they, sure. they, so there's a subscription on the spiral brand print where if you buy it you can check a box and then save 20 percent for when they print the next one Ugh. um 
they also have online AP style checking tools to put into Word or Outlook or whatever. Mm. So it does oh, all the that's great. It so does the checking for you. Smart. Could you imagine having that when you were doing that no. shit? I did that shit with a typewriter, dude. Oh, <laughs> do you want to know how? You want to know how old I was thinking about this the other day? So when I was in the army, mm-hmm. I learned digital photography because the army switched to digital photography in 1996. Mm-hmm. About and early uh, doctors. Early adopters, yeah. We we the, our uh, our digital cameras were actually Nikon F four cameras, which was the fuck. There were two cameras you wanted. You wanted a at the time you wanted a Canon F uh, a Canon F F one hundred Canon F one whatever it was or a Nikon F four, and uh, the Nikon F four was just like a fucking beast. It was what I would take to Kuwait with me all the time because it was it was really sturdy, and they would you would Kodak made this back called a DCS, I don't know four hundred or something, and you would put that back onto the existing Nikon F4 and turn it into a digital camera. So it's like a camera body that you put a digital back on. A onto. digital back on, okay. right? And those were the first digital cameras that we would have in the army. That digital back was like 16 grand. Damn. And I at bet the time. it was like super low resolution compared to what uh, we have It was now. good. Not compared to what we have now, but it was good enough for yeah. journalism and stuff. Like it was still pretty high res. Um, like I th- it might have been full frame. I don't remember. It was so long ago. But I, I was so old that when I went through journalism school, we learned how to lay out and design newspapers. Uh, they were still teaching the way manual. So you would you didn't use computers to lay out newspapers. You would write your article or whatever, and you would print it out, and then you would run it through this machine that would wax it. And wow. then you would cut it, and then you had this giant board with all of the different elements, like your headline, your masthead, uh, photos, photo credits, and you would l- l- physically lay them out on the on the fucking on the giant board and get everything with a ruler, get everything like pica perfect, and then uh, and then you would turn that sheet in to the printer, and then they would make the newspaper off of that. And that's how I learned journalism. So, so when you- about a year after I learned that. I started doing it, and they were like, "Why did they teach you that? We use computers now." Uh, and it was it was wild, but I was like one of the last groups that learned that old ass way. So when you printed it out, it printed like one column width. Is that what you're saying? And well, then uh, you yeah, however you wanted it. Then you had to arrange those columns. Yeah, you would. It would, it would be however you'd want to print it. If you wanted to print out three column widths, you could. But it was like this giant printer, and then it would go through this huge machine that was like a like double rollers, like this, mm-hmm. you know, and it would just go through, and then it would just pick up an amount of wax that made it flat and stick down, and then you could move it around and stuff. It was fucking cool uh it was also very old and very manual and a lot of like just staring over with like a ruler trying to figure out how to get stuff perfect uh and then and then like i don't know they flushed all of that probably the class after the class i went through the army i was one of the very last people to learn it that way i mean isn't that crazy though that like and that was in the 90s by the way that's how they made newspapers in the 90s i was i was gonna say like that's a long time ago in terms of a, a regular person's lifespan in terms of how long we've had a pr- printing press and like the ability to create these kinds of things, you would never have anyone doing that kind of thing unless it was a super specialized thing now just because of computers, and that's within 40 years. Yeah. yeah. I want my Crazy. newspapers artisanal handmade. <laughs> oh, you was a, it I'm, was I'm sure somewhere in Austin dude. you can get that. <laughs> it, was, it was fucking artisanal for okay. sure, man. It was a whole different world back then. There was a, definitely an art to it. That's crazy. You yeah. put the art in artisanal. <laughs> <laughs> this episode of Anima is brought to you by Rooster Teeth First. So First is a platform that helps support us and the content that we make. You can think of it, a, a, a good analogy is like Patreon, where you're supporting a show you listen to. And the great thing about First is it's like having 
you know, more, I'd say 30 plus Patreons for just $5.99 a month. Uh, it supports all of our brands at the same time with tens of thousands of hours of content uh, in our library available anytime. Uh, in fact, I think it's actually, you get access to over 22,000 hours of content uh, with on top, you know, you got your regular content, you got bonus episodes, first exclusive content. Uh, you'll never be able to run out of things to watch. It's enough content to watch, uh, I think, from here to Jupiter and back, possibly. I'll have to, I'm waiting on NASA to get back to me on that. Uh, support your favorite brand and cast members wherever they're in content and empower them to create more content and shows while still paying the same price. Uh, love daily content from your favorite brand? Well, now they're making bonus episodes of their flagship shows that are exclusive to supporters. It's twice the content for only one low price. You know, one of the big things you're listening to this podcast, one of the big benefits of First is that you can listen to podcasts ad-free, and it doesn't just have to be on the Rich Teeth site. It's whatever podcast platform you listen to on, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever, you get a special link that allows you to tap into ad-free um, versions of all the episodes so you can listen to all of the different podcasts uh, ad-free. Supporting us through First is the best way to support us in general and all of the wonderful people both in front of and behind the cameras who work to bring you this content that you love. Making those things for you is our first priority. Supporting us with First gets you access to fantastic perks like exclusive ad-free content, peaks behind the scenes, and a 10% store discount on anything. Plus, we're always looking for more ways to give back to those who give so much to us. Join First, become part of the Rooster family. Go to roosterteeth.com slash sign up. Sign up today. Thank you for your support. This episode of Anma is sponsored by BetterHelp. Every new year, it seems like everyone gets fixated on the idea of changing themselves through various resolutions. Having goals is a good thing, but what if instead we focused on expanding on things that we're already doing? Uh, maybe you finally organized one part of your space, you want to tackle another. Perhaps you're taking supplements every morning and now you actually you know, want to eat breakfast too. Therapy helps you find your strengths and you can ditch the extreme resolutions and make changes that really stick. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option that is convenient, flexible, and it's entirely online. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and from there, you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, if that's something you want to do. Celebrate the progress that you've already made. Visit betterhelp.com slash anima today to get 10% off of your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash anima. One more time, betterhelp.com dot com slash anima go there today get 10 percent off of your first month it's a great deal help kick off the new year do you miss that like having like the hands-on of that kind of thing or is it more of a looking back what an experience but if i had to do it again i think i'd jump out a window i don't miss it because i got i i got to fuck around with it enough mm-hmm throughout my career. Like I did that for five years and I was burned out by the time I did it. I got, you know, the last, not the last year I was in the army, but before my second to last job in the army, I was the, uh, it was perfect for me. I was the entertainment section editor (laughs) of the Fort Hood Sentinel, which is the largest newspaper in the military, Uh uh, next to the army times, which is a weekly, it's the largest, which is, it, it was the, I don't know. It was a very large newspaper at the time. I don't remember exactly how it breaks down, but it's one of the largest newspapers in the Army. Mm-hmm. Circulation was like 80,000. And so I was the entertainment section editor for that. And so for like two years, all I did, I was a one-man operation for that. Everybody had their own section. And so I would go to Austin and take photos and write stories about visiting the Capitol or going to Chicken Chip Bingo or whatever it was. And then I would manually lay out the newspaper myself and do all of that. And I got really good at it, and I really loved it. It was very creative and artistic. Was the focus on things that were drivable and things that... Yes. Presumably, people at the base could do yes in, in a, a weekend. weekend. Yeah. I my my the the I don't remember, I don't think there were ever any 
guidelines necessarily, but I kept it within like two hours. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I would do a lot of like, a lot of motorcycle rallies, honestly, a lot of shit that soldiers were into, you know, a lot of stuff up in Waco. I spent more time in Waco than Austin because it was a little bit closer and Mm -hmm. a lot of soldiers lived in Waco and would commute into Colleen. Um, what, did you ever go to Dallas? I feel like Dallas is no, it's too right far. On the coast. Too far. Yeah, no. it's like San, San Antonio a few times, but mostly not no further than that. Okay. Um, it, it was a lot of like go to the Topsy Animal Ranch in Topsy, Texas, or go up to Gatesville and do an article on the uh, drive-in yeah. theater they have up there, or you know that kind of shit. Uh, but I got really good at it, and really, and I really did enjoy it. And so, years later, when we did RT Comics, I decided to publish a book. We made five volumes of it, mm-hmm. five RT Comics. And Luke McKay was the artist, and then my ex-wife was the uh, author. She wrote it. But I created the first three books, and so I got to use all my layout and design skills and Adobe InDesign and redo it. And then they took over after that and made the rest of them. And so I got to circle back and do it again just enough to enjoy it and get a taste of it. And then when we came back around to do the f- Facebook yes. That's year, exactly what I was going to ask about. I told Tony, I was like, I'm going to lay it out. I'm going to do the whole thing. Yep. I got this. Don't worry about it. And then after about three months of Tony going, hey, man, we really got to get going on this book. I went, okay, you do it. I don't want anything to do with it. I'll write the stuff. And so I wrote everything for the, f- I wrote most of the recipes, but I wrote all of the jokes and all of the, there's a lot of text in the book actually. And then t- he did all of the layout. And I realized in 2023 mm-hmm. that I have no desire to Does do that anymore. InDesign still exist? I think so. Yeah, okay. it's an Adobe product. It used to be Aldus PageMaker. Oh, and yeah, then, yeah. Uh, then Adobe bought Aldus and then As merged yeah. uh, PageMaker and InDesign, and then it became InDesign. I believe that's how that went. Mm-hmm. Luckily, Adobe's so like their standard of quality is so high that what great software they're putting out year after year. Um, <laughs> thank you so much, Speaking Adobe. Speaking of subscriptions. Thank you, Adobe, for create, becoming a subscription model. Um, yeah, keep it up. Thank you so much. I will say the subscription model fucking sucks. But the one bright spot is I always felt like trying to buy Creative Suite was so prohibitively expensive. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, it was like $1,300 or whatever the fuck it was. It was like, or I could pay him 20 bucks a month forever. Yeah, I guess. I just don't think that like, I don't know that I owned a legal copy until I worked here. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's sort of like the way that that really operates. Well, and that really, I don't, you know, now with the the subscription that really clamps down on piracy, oh, and I think that's just online checks that, constantly. That's the yeah. only re- to me. That's the only reason that they went to the subscription model. They went, oh, we figured out how to make sure these kids don't have to swap a DVD around with that and a final draft. So uh, get them. Yeah. School kids, get them. Yeah, don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying they did it for altruistic yeah. reasons to make the software more no, accessible. No, there's there's definitely something on the back end for them, too. Plus, I mean, God, I, that stuff was so fucking expensive. Yeah, I it was remember, like a fucking thousand dollars to buy yeah. Photoshop back yeah. in the day. Yeah, I, I remember, like, the I, I had it when I was younger, but I would ask, like, UT students. UT students could get it at a discount uh-huh. at the store here. Yeah, for like 50 bucks. If yeah, you're a UT student. yeah, and I'd be like, hey, can you, you know, if I give you 50 bucks, can you go buy me a copy of Photoshop or whatever the fuck I needed, you know? And it was it was still a lot of money back then, mm-hmm. but at least it wasn't six hundred or thousand dollars or whatever the fuck it costs normally. Yep. I don't mind the subscription service at all when Rooster Teeth pays for my subscription. That's exactly what I was going to say. All I have 100%. to do is like every once in a while I'll have to do some sort of a slow ass update when I try to open <laughs> Photoshop that I don't understand. But I just feel uh, guilty. I feel like I should be using the software more. Oh, I use Photoshop and Audition more than anything else in my mm. professional career. Mm. I record every podcast through Adobe Audition because Audacity didn't work with my version of Mac for a long time. Yeah. I so I just still, got used to might not. I just got used to using Audition and yeah. became happy with it again. Yeah. And then 
uh, yeah, I don't ever do video editing anymore. I, I feel weird about that. I but I also it. don't miss it. No, I hate video editing. Yeah. When I have to do something, we upload like a lot of our own stuff or whatever. And when I have to edit something, it is pulling I, teeth to get me right I, there I, to just I, do it. I, 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 I normally don't either anymore. But what was it? A, a couple months ago, maybe earlier this year at one point, Chris Maris was working on a project and he could not. He sits right next to me. We're, mm-hmm. in, we're in our office. Uh, he could not get multicam editing to work. <laughs> and I was like, step aside, Chris. <laughs> Uh, this is the one thing I remember in Premiere. Let me set up this project for you. <laughs> I actually, like, I use... Let me show you these shortcuts I can't forget. <laughs> I, uh... <laughs> I use Photoshop more than anything, probably, because I do all the face thumbnails now. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been doing those for a while. And I actually look forward to it every week. I get excited to... Ma- it's so much fun to do that. It's always exciting to see what you pick for the thumbnail. It's not always... M- well, it's, you know, it's a marriage of like, what do I have? What makes a good image? And yeah. what was a funny moment from the mm-hmm. show? So mm-hmm. it's not always the funniest or the best image. Even sometimes it's just like what I can make work. But I, I really enjoy doing sometimes it. Sometimes they're bangers. It's like a little puzzle. It is know? great. Uh, we're just about 40 minutes in. Well, nearing 40 minutes. Yeah. And uh, we should talk about Talisman a little bit. So um, Talisman's a small coffee shop within this mum foods place kind of like it kind of has an all gimmicks vibe. Very you much. walk into That's the right. Exactly there's like a, what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah there's like a much. little. A, a, a tiny little area where you yeah. can get coffee and clearly in a much larger space that's used for something else. All of the benches and tables in there look like they're from an old coffee shop. Mm. Like they are, they're just like these old benches that, I don't know, it just looks interesting. And uh, so what I knew Talisman for was at the uh, farmer's market in the Mueller area, they were the only place that sold coffee. What's funny is when before I came in to get you guys, I put mm-hmm. Talisman in the GPS in my car and it tried to take me over to Mueller and it was like, so Talisman will be closed when you get there. Like, what? That's the spot that they set up for the farmer's market. They're inside, oh. you know where Kirby Lane is and they have yeah. like yeah. the big, I don't even know what that like the indoor, in, the indoor fa- open air facility. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what that is, but that's part of the farmer's market. They're in there and the line is huge to get the coffee. And that's where I knew Talisman from. I've had that, I've had this coffee five or six times. Mm. Just go to the farmer's market and kind of like hopping around and you're like, I will it get, get... It gets really busy there on Aldrich Street with yeah. that farmer's market. Yep. It's awesome. It's crazy. You got to go early, get a couple of tamales and, mm-hmm. and a cup of coffee and walk around and pet a dog. It's great. Um, Don't go in July or August. Brutal. Sucks so brutal, bad. Brutal, brutal, Um, But that's what I always knew it from. And then I heard that they were opening a spot but hadn't seen where it was opening. We drove by it and it's like, oh, fuck. It's, they got a cool logo. They the have sloth. a cool... It's like this sloth thing and he's very cool and... They have a great, I took a picture of it. They have like this mural, like airbrushed on like the outside. Jeff touched all of it. And then. Uh, <laughs> well, it was so, Corrigan Metals. I went. <laughs> Alabama brain. Yeah, no <laughs> kidding. Corrigan Metal fun. <laughs> so that's, that's sort of like the vibe that this place has. It feels very, I'll be really honest, feels very gentrifying mm-hmm. for that area. Yeah. Across from the Mayfield Dairy Queen next to, La, what's the market? like? La, uh, it used to be a La Michoacana. I don't yeah. know what it is now. Yeah. La Canasta. La Canasta. So have you ever been to a La Canasta? No. Is it, it's a different, it's a chain, I would assume, right? I have no idea. Okay. It's uh, more okay. of a JD market guy. Uh, so <laughs> they there's like a bunch of Mercados and, and sort of corner stores and everything. Um just an area where you wouldn't expect something like this, but now it's there and you see that it's like, oh, they are the first to me in that, th- like, mm. that's going to be the thing that is going to get other stuff in around there if it can last. Yeah. Um, 
I got the regular drip coffee. Gus got the yeah, Americano. Hot Americano. And um, Jeff got the cold brew. Ooh. Jeff's cold brew was. It was an interesting it color. It settled oh, did it? to a okay. normal color. Was yeah. it just like bubbles or something? I guess so. It's yeah. probably it was maybe on Sediment. nitro. Yeah, uh, uh. yeah. Um, but what'd you guys think of the coffee? This was not my favorite cup of coffee. Oh really? With the americano, um, I just wasn't digging it. I don't know if it's me. Um, m- maybe kind of burned. I don't know. Just it, it, it just didn't taste right. I can't quite put my finger on it. Mm. Uh, it's not, again, not at the level of that place mm-hmm. down south whose name I can't remember, but definitely not. It, it, it's on par with, what's that place we went to in Nosh and Bevy? Uh, oh, oh um, uh, Dog, Dog Day. Day. Yeah, it's, okay. it's, it's about on par with Dog Day. What did I give that, like a six and a half? Yeah, six, like that. somewhere. Yeah. It's, it's somewhere on there. What do you think of your cold brew? My cold brew was good. It was different. Uh, it tasted a little unique. I don't know why or how, uh-huh. uh, but uh, I would give it a... 8.1. Ooh, interesting. I liked it. I would drink it again. Yeah, I would give this coffee probably an 8. This is, I've had it a few times, so I knew what I was getting. I suspected, I knew yeah. what I was getting. And it is exactly what I thought it was. It's a little bit of a darker roast than I typically like. Mm. There's not like a sourness or like a fruitiness to it. It is very, almost chocolatey without being... When I drink like really dark roast coffee, like you know, like an, like an Italian roast or like a French roast kind of coffee, it gives me almost like a headache. I don't mm. like the taste, and it's mm. just very almost like acrid. This walks that line where you're like, oh, is it gonna? And it doesn't. Yeah, that's a good way to describe it. it. That's why I think that's what I was getting at. Is it's yeah. it's not you expect it to be at like it it it, it promises acrid and then doesn't deliver yeah. in yeah. a good way. Yeah, it, it, it's, it threatens it. It, acrid. It, it, it delivered it over here. <laughs> yeah. I, I got the shipment you guys missed. It's 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 definitely, and I think talisman like leans on this which is a darker roast coffee Mm. um again when you get into coffee you kind of pick your favorites and you find the things that you like and and i love a light 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 roast i want something where like the bean just cracked i want it to be grassy i want it to be fruity and sour i like those notes this isn't typically a cup of coffee that i wouldn't make this at home there's a reason i haven't bought the beans from talisman to make it home because i know i wouldn't enjoy it at home Mm. but when i'm out and i get this i think it's a fine cup of coffee Mm. and i do enjoy I enjoy what they're doing there. I got uh, I, I got a new coffee maker a few months ago, and I've been oh, really... Oh, yeah, we, we you, talked about you know, this a little bit, right? Yeah, I've been enjoying making coffee at home quite a bit, so I, I drink way more coffee now in the morning than I used to. Mm-hmm. And it's funny, there's like so many different options you can get with a coffee maker, like so many fancy things you can get into it. All I wanted was a coffee maker with mm-hmm. a timer, so I could like put my coffee in it the night before, set the timer for when my alarm goes off, I wake up, smell coffee, go to my kitchen, and the coffee's ready, and just pour it. And it's been like... Just that simple, that's all I need. Like, you can buy a fucking coffee maker with Wi-Fi or an app or all that shit. I don't want that. Right. Dude. I don't need any of that stuff. My refrigerator can't connect to Wi-Fi. Why? Or I your don't... washing machine. Buy a coffee maker that doesn't connect to Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah. Like, what I, uh, you know, I had a renovation done uh, several years ago at my place. I had to buy a new oven. Mm-hmm. And there were like, there was like one I wanted. And then there was like another one that was very comparable. It was like, few hundred dollars more i was like what's the difference and they're like oh this one that costs more has wi-fi so you can you can turn it on from an app like why the fuck would i ever want to turn on my oven from an app well honey we're driving home get the oven started that sounds like a (laughs) fucking nightmare to me my uh my dickhead fridge is wi-fi capable as well i had to uh but it didn't ship with the (laughs) with the little wi-fi 
don't know, antenna, what, or, antenna or whatever it is, like a little module. Yeah. And so they had to ship it to me and I had to install it. And then I did and I thought, why did I do that? Why, I'm why, never, yeah. never going to use this. And then I haven't even, since that day, I haven't even thought about it till this moment. Yeah, yeah turn it off. I don't know what the fuck I would use Wi-Fi on my fridge for. That's yeah. so fucking dumb. Do you have a you don't have a screen on your no. fridge, right? Yeah, I don't. I wasn't. I think a, it's to like change temperature yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. So there's Wi-Fi in my fridge too, and I connected it because I thought like you, you could change temperature or something. Uh. Uh-uh. Well, what do you do with it? You can put it in vacation mode from from the Wi-Fi. Oh. And you know what vacation mode is? It turns the fridge off. <laughs> why would you ever? Right. And I was like, why would anyone want this? <laughs> it's like it's like if if the only reason I could think of doing it is if you're like. It's in a home you don't spend very much time in. Yeah. We're like, I'm going to be gone for if months. If you're a flight attendant. Right. I'm going to be gone for a couple months. I'm going to throw everything in my fridge away, yeah. leave it empty, and turn it off. Yeah. You know what you don't want? Hmm. A musty fridge that sat yeah. closed yeah. off. Yep. Yeah. Like, you're going to walk home to a really terrible smell. Yeah. Hell so, smell. So, yeah. I Even if it's empty, it's just going to smell gross. I yeah. just disable the Wi-Fi on my fridge. There's no point. I don't fucking want that. I would only do it if I had a screen on. I'm so, I was so anti-screen on a fridge for a long time and then I had a friend that got one and he was like, oh, it's great. You ever watch the shittiest YouTube videos you've ever seen but on a refrigerator? And I went, that sounds amazing. I have that, I have that little, uh, little Alexa that has a screen right next yeah. to my fridge so I get the same effect. Yeah, no, I've been in your house where we've been in the kitchen and talking and then you say something like that and it just turns and looks at you. Yeah, uh, yeah it's a fucking it's, terrible thing. It's like a nightmare. Oh, it's the worst. It's the, it follows you around the room. It really, like, you say something that sounds like Alexa and it goes and looks at you and you go, oh, fuck. You rang? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sucks. Um, it's creepy dystopian future. Big time. Yeah. Uh, I really recommend if you are just a person who wants coffee, do what Gus did. Go to Walmart or Target and get one that has no connection to anything yeah. but an alarm, a timer yeah. that you can set, an alarm. Because, man, when you – I love the ritual of making coffee in the morning. It's very nice. I Like, I really enjoy it, uh, choosing what I'm going to make and doing all that stuff. If I just wanted coffee and I could set the alarm and then I wake up and go downstairs and it is being brewed as I walk downstairs and it smells like coffee – Perfect. Yeah, I, yeah. I get down. It just finished brewing. Ugh. Drink fucking half a pot of coffee every morning. That it is rules. the literally the last thing Emily or I do mm-hmm. when we go to bed when we like close the house down for the night. Set the coffee. Is set the coffee up. Yeah. Yep. Damn. It's Work great. Made. Yep. Well, that's Talisman Coffee, and this is episode sixty nine. Um, <laughs> Talisman, I I recommend as just a little spot to check out. It, um, but we should go there for lunch. I yeah, think we, we should, need to get that barbecue. We should make that. I'm happen. gonna try that pastrami. I'm gonna try it. Yeah. I'm yeah. Gonna um, okay. Well, are they even open? For, whatever. We'll figure it out. We well, I'll, I'll figure it out right as soon as we're done with this. Um, but it's time to get into an anarchy question. You can send a question to at Anima Podcast on Instagram and on Twitter, uh, or r slash Anima Podcast is the subreddit we do not run. As long as we're plugging things. Here. Yeah, please. Buy an Anima shirt. Oh, yeah. Storeoverseeth.com. We have early as the new late. Gus I'm, is wearing, wearing it right, that now. right now. I, I love this shirt. I think shirt. it's so cool. I love the uh, fill it to the brim with Anima. I just like the Casino El Camino shirt that we did. I think it's so fucking cool. They're all great. Uh, great Anima Storeoverseeth.com. Buy also, a shirt. Also, or, just so you know, it supports the show directly. Right. So not enough uh, of you are doing that. No. Buy a fucking shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there. I did also, it. some hopefully some big things coming in 2024 for the show. Um, really excited for what we might be doing and what we can hopefully um, get into motion in like the next few months. Yeah. So, yeah. We've been having some fun talks in the background. I'm really excited fun. about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah really, really excited to see. Oh, what and we can don't do here. forget to look up local lawyers. Oh, and that's right. We didn't right. talk about yeah. it last week. So, so it's Christmas time. Ted Lorenz has his Christmas yep. uh, commercial in rotation. Mm-hmm. 
it's a it's a it's a good time to look those commercials up. So, have you seen the billboards for the new dude Dang? Yes, yeah. like in a bang, in a bang, call Dang. Call Dang. Uh, this is a good one. Uh, people on the subreddit kind of dropped in some local oh, stuff. Oh, good, so good, it's, good, it's very nice. Good. Uh, hey, let's get into uh, some anarchy questions. <clears throat> uh, let me see. This one was on the uh, Instagram. The Instagram. Yeah, this is on the Instagram. I get the Instagram for the show. Thumbs up. Uh-huh. Thank you. <laughs> this is from Mr. Odin. What's a piece of Austin ephemera that people say they miss that in your piece that in your opinion never existed? He says, for example, in my city, uh, people in my generation talk about missing the varied nightlife, being out until the wee hours hanging out, but really it's only ever been a couple of bars and clubs open past midnight. So something that people sort of lament for, like nostalgia for an age that never existed type of stuff. Um, is there stuff there for we've, this? We've kind of touched on this in, in in the past. It's like I think people have a nostalgia for like what were considered some personalities in Austin years ago. Like mm-hmm. people always talk about Leslie Fondly, you know, being downtown. Oh, yeah, 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 that's right. Um, really, n- <laughs> I don't have as many fond memories as a lot of other people do. Uh, of who, inter- Leslie? Yeah, interactions with Leslie. Dude, he was a dickhead. Yeah. I'm sorry. I loved Leslie like everybody else did, but he, I would always get tattooed over yeah. on Southside Tattoo, and he would always come in, and he would just expect you to give him shit. He'd be like, hey, let me get $5 from you. And you'd be like... I don't really want to give you $5 right now. And he'd be like, fuck you. And he'd be like really mean. Sometimes he could be really affable and nice and sweet, but he could just be really like, he was, I mean, he, he was clearly not there. Was something going there on. Or, yeah. yeah, there was something going on there. And so he would flip yeah. and you didn't know like which Leslie you were getting. So, so I, the point some, where I would avoid him by the end. Some people only got the really affable side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Had, that was their one interaction ever. I think they maybe didn't see all of it. Uh, that's kind of one of the ones I would think about, like something that, people remember differently or mm-hmm. that miss but really wasn't there also to a lesser extent safety on sixth street or downtown yeah it's always been kind of not like this dangerous it is worse now there but was a fucking shooting saturday night yeah. on sixth street there was a shooting at the mall too by the way the two shootings back. in the yeah. same fucking day yeah there was a shooting outside by the the cheesecake factory yeah where it's the entrance we walked into yeah. when we yeah. went over there um but it was always rough you 50 50 chance you were gonna get your ass kicked <laughs> going down Back then, maybe I, not. I used, shot, to, I, I used to always say, if you if you stick around Dirty Sixth until two a.m. when the bars closed, you've got like a twenty five percent chance of getting into a fight on the yeah, way to your car. It, uh, it's a lot of people making eye contact, looking for trouble for people who, for some reason, make eye contact with the people who are looking for it's trouble. It's every aggressive, drunken, angry dude who mm-hmm. didn't find somebody to go home yeah. with. Looking, I'm either gonna fuck or fight. Yep. Is how they is how yeah. is what Sixth Street is like mm-hmm. at two a.m. Mm-hmm. and there's a lot of fighting. I think there is a lot of nostalgia for like oh how Sixth Street used to be. There's there's a lot of that in San Diego with like Pacific Beach and stuff, but it's like it was never good, so I don't really yeah. know. Yeah. It's sort of always what it has been, and just sort of uh, the uh, 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 the end point of what it was going to be anyway. Um, I people used to always talk about maybe you know the, about this a little bit, Gus, but I always feel like people always talk about how there was a place called Holiday House everybody mm-hmm. loved. Everybody talks about how much they miss Holiday House. I have no idea what that is. I went there a couple of times. Apparently, like I, I think it closed shortly after I got here, like in the late nineties, early two thousands. I went to one over in Terrytown. It's like off of Exposition, kind of where Beer Plant is and uh-huh. Austin Pets Alive. It was over there. I think it was like a became a bank or something it's something else now who knows what it is uh it was always fine yeah is it a restaurant yeah it's a restaurant 
how about a uh, dog and duck pub? Dog and duck pub. I went there a few times. Though. Everybody loved dog and duck pub. I never I, got it. Yeah, it was fine. It was, it was like over there, kind of North Campus, like down off of Guadalupe. I think it they, moved actually over to Weberville, but it wasn't there for very long. Yeah. Uh, again, fine. I think we may have had like a Rooster Teeth or an RBB event there mm, once, maybe. like in oh four or five. Uh, fine. Mm. Uh, not missing really anything. Yeah, I can't really think of it. Uh, you, you know, you know what I, I do kind of miss is uh, I don't know if you ever went there. Players. I don't miss players. I miss players. It was, I, like, it was like a little shitty, greasy restaurant right by campus, like off of MLK and Guadalupe, I think. There's like a tall building there now. They it had, was just like, they had good onion rings. They had good f- and malts. good toss. They had shakes and malts. Yeah. That was a big thing was they had malts, and their malts were pretty good. That was one of those places where it was in danger of closing. It was like a UT, a beloved UT thing. Everybody was upset and up in arms about it. Save players, the whole thing. And then it eventually closed, and I don't think anybody remembers or gives a shit you know that's what's gonna i ate at dirty martin's yesterday Mm -hmm. and uh last night for dinner and i think that place is about to go away as well Mm -hmm. there's a like a save dirty martin's campaign right now and i wonder if it'll be a similar thing where it's like it's a big deal until it's gone and then just like a year later everybody forgets about it yeah yeah. which is sad because the place has been around since like 1926 Mm -hmm. yeah but uh what about the live music capital of whatever that austin used to be it's not like, anymore it never has it never was <laughs> that's how that is how i, I don't know yeah. man in in the in the early 90s i do feel like you would open up the chronicle and there would be four bands you've heard of playing every week mm-hmm. almost every night mm-hmm. and it, it definitely was closer to that in the 90s than it is now it's been austin's been uh austin's been riding that theme for a long fucking time and yeah. it hasn't been anywhere close to that for a long, long time. time but there was a period if, in time if when it was, it was the live music capital of the world i feel like we'd have more known bands coming out from here i think i think originating it's, here i think that's I mean, the live music capital if you are on sixth street and want to hear a guy play a sublime cover like yeah. I think, then it's the live music capital of the world. But like, in terms of like bands that are coming from here and everything, I it's just fewer and far between. I think. Yeah, I don't know. There's been a billion bands that have come from Austin. Maybe I'm just unaware. It's a lot of stuff you don't like. Yeah, you know, M- music. Stevie Ray Vaughan. Mm-hmm. You don't give yeah, a I shit do not about like Stevie Ray Vaughan. Yeah, man, you, you don't care anything about that again, scene. Neither again, do I. Riding that wave. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, contemporary artist Stevie Ray Vaughan. <laughs> you don't like like all those. <laughs> What's fucking, his newest record? <laughs> all those like twenty twins in twenty tens indie bands mm-hmm. you don't like, mm-hmm. like Vox Trot or Ghostland Observatory mm-hmm. or you know that was, kind of shit. Spoon from here. Spoons from here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Spoon is Austin local. Dangerous Toys. What about them? I just think heavy metal band. I definitely think that riding that wave of the live music capital, and it's like, oh, you mean Nashville? You mean Nashville? Yeah, I would definitely. It's yeah. uh, it's definitely not what it was, yeah. and it's also not weird. Like, Keep Austin Weird and the live music capital in the world are monikers that don't apply anymore, but mm-hmm. that we fucking hold on to. Yeah. I uh, Yeah, I, I, I definitely believed Austin was live music capital of the world more until I went to Nashville. Yeah. I was like, oh, shit. Oh, this is a... It, it's not just the quantity that's different. It is the quality. The... People and you just go into a bar and you're like, wow, this, this band might be pretty good. And then you go to like the next bar, you go, fuck, this band might be pretty good. And then you're on Sixth Street, you go, man, they're playing Sublime again, huh? Uh, man, I think it's, it's just where you different. go. Oh, definitely, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that I think that does it for Anma cool. for us. I don't know. Maybe we'll record one more. Maybe we'll go get lunch and make it happen. Have, but, a, have a, it like la, a la, uh, final burger episode for the end of the year. Yeah, maybe, maybe we'll record one and then it'll come out mid-January. <laughs> 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 Guys, what a great 2023. It's fucking three weeks into 2024. Um, 
but this was great. Uh, episode 69 in the books, Talisman Coffee. Um, if you want to contact us at Anima Podcast, Twitter and on Instagram, r slash Anima Podcast, the subreddit we do not run, but that does it for Anima. Any parting thoughts, final words for the folks at home? Store.roosterteeth.com. Buy a shirt. There you go. See you next year, which is, you're already there. Yeah, it's probably now. Hey, welcome to 2024. <laughs> it's going to be a great year. 